0: May your health and your wealth be as marvelous as your microbiome, Dr. Grace Liu. Join us today to find out why the bacteria in your body are important, not only for your health, but also for your wealth. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results And to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Do I have a guest for you today that you are gonna love? The answer is yes, I do. You are gonna absolutely love her. She is down to earth and tells it like it is, just like me. And I know if you're here listening to me, you love that kind of honesty and transparency. So you're gonna love her. And she's gonna be talking about something very closely related to hormones. And that is your microbiome. She is very accomplished and all about teaching people just like you, about the importance of their microbiome. She's got products that can help you heal your microbiome, which can help you heal your hormones. So you're going to hear all about that in the interview. And like I always like to say, your health is your wealth. And without health, you can't have wealth or you can't keep your wealth because you're going to end up spending it to regain your health. So why not make an investment upfront in your health and just keep your wealth safe it is the greatest investment you can make for your wealth ultimately so i'm going to tell you a little bit about dr grace Liu, and then we're going to get started she is a functional medicine trained clinical pharmacist who specializes in complex disease management she helps clients gain optimal performance through rebuilding the microbiome after damage from modern living using nutrigenomic tools and other advanced functional lab testing to give the solutions, strategies, and treatments that reverse modern gut dysbiosis and disease. She is the author of Seven Steps to Heal SIBO and SIFO. She's the founder of the Gut Institute, host of the Microbiome Medicine Conferences and the Microbiome Mastermind, and has been featured On Gaia TV, UCSF, Women's Health Magazine, Bulletproof, Ben Greenfield, Human Longevity Project, and many, many summits and podcasts, please help me welcome Dr. Grace Liu.
1: Welcome, Dr. Grace Liu. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Curit. I am so happy to be here and to talk about hormone prescriptions from the microbiome perspective.
0: We are both passionate about hormones. (laughs) <laughs> that is for sure. So I am so excited to dive in with you. I don't even know where to begin. I think we've got to start with the vagina cause this is for women and it's yes. super important. And vagina Absolutely. is all about beautiful bacteria. So let's start with that. A lot of women, they get upset because they have this vaginal discharge and then it goes away at menopause. And they're like, what happened to my vaginal discharge? I don't have any moisture or wetness and they feel dried up. And so can you talk about how the microbiome and hormones, what they have to do with all of this?
1: All our surface areas are covered not only by bacteria, it's known as our microbiome, our gut has 100 trillion, but our mucosal membranes from ear, nose, throat, tongue to tail, our vaginal, our bladder, our skin, even our skin, it's not a mucosal membrane, but they're covered actually by fiber, prebiotics, we call them prebiotics, which attracts good bacteria. So our smell, our scent, Um, It's not just dictated by stentless pheromones, but these bacteria and the volatile acids and chemistry that they emit. So when we have a disease causing strep or staph or yeast or E. coli in the bladder, vagina areas, there is a smelly discharge if there's disease causing things there. And it's related actually to the biome there. When we have good attraction with our prebiotics, the fiber that we emit on the mucosa lining, we don't get those smells. We don't get tonsil stones that smell. We don't get halitosis, bad breath or nasal polyps that are associated with bad breath, or even bad farts, we get a compost smelling gas. And because our mucosal lining is the fiber that attracts good bacteria. And when we have a bankruptcy of good bacteria in the biome, then we get disease causing problems. And that's what we have now in the modern day and age. And so as a woman, if we have smelly discharge, fishy, fishy smelling discharge, or white yeasty or yellow discharge, or BD bacterial vaginosis. It's all actually related to bankruptcy of good bacteria in the biome that would be protecting those mucosal surfaces. And it's very easy to switch these up permanently.
0: I love how you say bankruptcy of these bacteria. I talk about hormones in terms of hormonal wealth and hormonal poverty, and it's really the same with your microbiome. You're either wealthy with your microbiome or you're impoverished or bankrupt. And so I love how you express that. So with the vagina specifically, and, and most of my ladies who are listening are 40 to 60 range in perimenopause and menopause. And then we've got a lot of vaginal complaints at this age, but let's just face it. Yeah. And so, What is going on and are there any tools? this is a multi-part question, are there any tools that they can use to assess their vagi biome and mostly to address it? What's happening here and how do we know what to do? uh, Yeah, the sniff
1: test is one of the best. At this time, we don't have too many functional medicine, integrative medicine ways to assess the biome there like we would for oral, you know, mouth, microbiome or gut microbiome. But what I do is a Dutch test or blood hormone testing for ladies who are menstruating. That's like day 17, 18, 19, 20, or 21 of their cycle or for postmenopause, any time of the cycle. And we look at the hormones and then we do special gut testing. We do an organic acid test. And there are a couple of good companies that do that now, Great Plains or Genova and they have adrenal testing on there so our uh, adrenal neurotransmitters and steroid hormones like adrenaline you know cortisol and progesterone and testosterone and estradiol they come from this source other outside of the ovaries and that test also gives us our gut it's our dashboard it's like a wealth portfolio it's our health portfolio we can look at all our gut flora on these organic acid tests from fungi overall what's the abundance of good fungi and bad fungi and then overall SIBOs small intestinal bacterial overgrowth Looking at bacterial, it doesn't give us, uh, sadly, the species, but it gives us an overall net to look at bankruptcy and overgrowth, particularly the pathogens when they're overgrowing. And our criteria are a little more stringent than other functional medicine doctors. And we also teach clinicians and coaches our protocols. We have training events, microbiome training events commonly and masterminds that train practitioners on our protocols. And the reason why I bring it up is because our hormones are normal to be dry. It's not normal to be over juicy either. It's not normal to have disease causing pathogens there as well. We can normalize that. So we teach the three R's recolonize your terrain, even resurrecting what's not there. Root causes and rhythms, our hormone rhythms, which you're an absolute expert on. We want to look at all of that because there's a researcher out in Adelaide School of Pharmacy in Australia, Tremol, he looked at hormones. He gave men, really healthy men, 18 to 40 years old. I think they were in Berlin, Germany, and he dosed them with some pathogenic gram negative, you know, it was really low dose, 0.8 nanograms per kilo. It's called lipopolysaccharide LPS. Within six hours, these young healthy men, their testosterone tanked. How many of our women and men have low anabolic hormones? It's a lot. It's a pandemic. Yeah. Men are weenie, they're estrogen dominant, even big boobs, gynecomastia. Women are lacking progesterone. They need IVF, they're low progesterone, they're perimenopausal when they shouldn't be, or they're even early ovarian failure, menopausal when they shouldn't be, they're dry when they shouldn't be, they're not juicy, fertile, they're effed. <laughs> so we have two channels of life effed or fertile. Even if we're menopausal, we may not be fertile, but we should have pretty healthy balance of hormones, not estrogen dominance, and have juiciness. Women have sex all the way to their age 100 if they're healthy. Same with men as well. This is known because we have studied the centenarians. These are the healthy people over 100. Yeah. So we can have this juiciness. And it has to, so Tremol, he, he's an amazing researcher. And by doing this study, and he's done some in women as well. And what we see in my clients, men, if they don't get morning wood, even 20, 30, 40 year olds, four year olds, or even 80, you know, 70, 60, 80 year olds, they will with our protocols. And then for women, if they have a low progesterone and they have PMS and like signs of menopause, like dryness or estrogen dominance, or crankiness, you know, or breast tenderness, fibrocystic breasts, or, or sister ovarian, ovary or fibromyalgia, or fibroids, actually fibroids or PCOS. In two months or less, a lot of their hormones normalize and all these things go away. And the reason is because we have too much leakiness and too much bad gram negative bacteria, just like the study that Tremel did leaking into our system and it's tanking, bankrupting good hormones. Hormones that mm-hmm. we need for the juiciness of longevity, like progesterone for women, testosterone for men. So we can resurrect this very easily. I work with MMA fighters and executives and athletes. We help them with supplement programs to have endurance and natural strength and natural hormones. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love how you talk about juiciness. We really should be juicy and we accept dried up. We accept like dry toast and we should be juicy at every age. And I loved how you had Uh, exactly the the topics to talk about boners and biome. It's not for men, but I just had, I just wanted to say that. Our Christmas
1: is a tiny boner.
0: We do. So
1: (laughs) we do. And
0: A lot of women aren't getting them at this age, and they're thinking, oh, this is what I have to accept. I talked to a woman the other day. You know, her explanation of why it's okay that she has no sex drive and orgasms is because her husband doesn't have boners. No, no. And I said, no, that's not okay. Does that feel okay to you? That's not okay. You both need help. Yeah, yeah. And, Uh, And no one has a KY jelly deficiency,
1: in my opinion. Right.
0: We do not have a petroleum dis- KY deficiency. Yes. Let's back up a little. I know I launched right into. I'm, I'm always thinking, what do my ladies want to know? And their vaginas is a huge problem. But let's even back up to. Can you talk about how your micro, what your microbiome is? Because there, most people know, but there's still some people who didn't get the memo. What it is and how it affects your hormones, how it interacts with them.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to explain Dr. Karen. So our microbiome is the 100 trillion bacteria that live in our gut. We have a gut that goes from our tongue all the way to our anus, our rectum, tongue to tail. And it's a very long gut and it's also a huge surface area. When we open up our small intestine, if we happen to open up, it's like a really rich towel, luxurious towel. That's really, we have little projections that come out like little fingers and they absorb our food after digestion. And that's like a towel, really absorbent and thick and a plush high pile tile towel. And we have bacteria that live there. There's a hundred trillion, but all our surfaces including the skin, and as I mentioned, our bladder, our vagina, all our mucous membranes like our ear, nose, throat, the rectum, the bladder, the even our breasts, our breast milk is not sterile. Our, we have a lymph system, and there are boobs. There's a booby biome, and some women have stiffness in the breast. It's called fibrocystic breast. Well, it turns out these are byproducts of fungi overload, mold, yeast. They make something called oxalates, and these harden, they calcify. So we should be having, like for sure, oxalates high amounts in the breast calcifying, and these become bone. So bones definitely do not b- belong in. And this comes from overgrowths that don't uh, bacteria that don't belong where they are. And because there's this connection, it's like Facebook or Instagram, we're all connected, right? Same with our microbiome. Because of our lymph circulation circulations an alternative circulation outside of our bloodstream, everything's connected. It's our immune system. Our lymph is our immune system. And when we work out, we're working that. And we're also working the bacteria that are in the lymph and elsewhere in the body. So it's really great to do 10,000 steps a day. Some moderate cardio exercise, it moves our lymph because it doesn't have a propulsion like a pump. So these bacteria protect us. They are our allies. They are our SWAT team, our military army, our Marines, our everything. And when we get things that don't belong there, because after antibiotics, yeast overgrow, yeast and candida. When we are sick or ill or stressed, and you know, then we get overgrowth of everything, viruses, bacteria. These are all different kinds of microbes uh, exist. And we get susceptibility to infections when our allies aren't there. It's a hundred trillion. It weighs almost as much as our brain, a couple kilos, if you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. And when we're healthy, yeah, it smells good. People have a compost smelling. So a lot of people who do our program, or they just take extra fiber and our probiotics, I make two probiotics, microbiome mojo, it's on Amazon, and Maximus. I'm a fan of gladiator movie. <laughs> so it like, ah. So these are the species actually that we're all born with. And we can resurrect them because they come in probiotic form in case we lose them. Let's say mom was ill or sick, she didn't have these, so she didn't transfer to baby. And that's what's happening pandemically. Moms are getting C-sections or they get Pitocin with a huge whopping dose of IV antibiotics. Intravenous antibiotics will wipe out a lot of your microbiome for a lot of women and it won't come back. It is really like really massive bad credit card debt
0: yeah people just take antibiotics willy-nilly and don't realize that you're possibly wiping out your microbiome i've seen data for up to two years the majority of it and we just doctors pop them out to patients like it's candy right it's yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm grateful we have antibiotics i had a really yes. horrible third third degree burn as a kid i would have my leg amputated in the old fucking days but because of antibiotics and steroids and the infection and healing happened and but then i it wiped up my microbiome my my dad's a surgeon all my siblings and i developed an autoimmune disease oh wow us, all, four, all four of us
0: that's some crazy data right there That all four, right? It's pretty. But a study of four, and if you're the doctor's kid, Mm -hmm. your doc, as an OBGYN, I had a closet full of pharmaceuticals, and I had a pill for every illness they got. And everything got medicated and back at what did we do to our our kids' immune systems, their microbiome? And of course, that's all gone. I don't do that anymore. So how do these bacteria, they get it. I've got pounds of these bugs in me. I need them. They keep me healthy. How do they relate to hormonal health?
1: Okay. So when we have pathogens existing that outbalance the good flora, what happens dynamically is that a lot of our reserve energy even calories, go to trying to suppress these subclinical low-grade infections. Literally, they're infections. And we can see that on our organic acid test. Or if we you know, want to, we can do a stool kit testing. But on stool kit, the limitation is that they don't follow up and pick up yeast very well. That's the problem. And everybody has yeast. That's a big problem. And that's what we teach here at the Gut Institute. We, Because of the outbalance, there is a lot of yeast. And what happens is this drainage affects our adrenal glands and for women, the ovaries. To fight the infection, hormones and stress will steal our good anabolic hormones to renew and regenerate against the infections. I call it steroid steal. So for men, they lose testosterone, women, they lose progesterone. And then what happens? For women who are prone to it, their estrogens and progesterones start to become testosterone. There's a gender bending happen. For men, they lose their good testosterone and they get estrogenic. We have a hormone called aromatase that goes crazy under stress, duress, infections subclinical infections. So when there's yeast overgrowth, viral overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth, parasitic overgrowth, our body starts to change. And it's for population control. Why have the next generation suffer if there's not enough food and there's too much stress and a lot of infections going on? So it's a clamp. It's a birth control. We shut off our fertility. Women become better warriors. They can forage for food. fight Men become more wussy, right? They don't have to Go and inseminate hundreds of women and (laughs) feed the next population of babies. We have—it's a whole PKA population control. But we can change this. You know, if our body is in calm and our nervous systems are happy and healthy and harmonious, and our adrenal glands aren't fighting these infections anymore, the our hormones will naturally become better. It all relies on the micro on the microbiome. And we can resurrect what's not there with fiber. And then with we have some of the best new age, uh, state-of-the-art, best probiotics in the industry. And on our website, thegutinstitute.com, we have many of the probiotics that you can't easily find. They're not all on Amazon either, but these are ones that are really critical for health that help our gut get back to where it's supposed to be. We remember what we are. And then they start to make us happier. I can't tell you how many times when we helped clients with yeast and and viral and parasite overgrowth, they're like, oh my gosh, Grace, I feel happy. I'm not depressed or anxious anymore. I'm not screaming at my husband. I'm not homicidal toward my kids. I'm like, that's great. We're helping the society.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are doing social justice work. So I want to ask you, and gosh, I have a million things I want to ask you, but The rise of the designer probiotics is happening. And so sometimes on the stool test, like the GI map, for instance, you'll get certain species that are low. And now, for instance, Ackermansia, you can get from a company where it's just single species probiotics. And so the tendency is I'm depleted in vitamin A, I take vitamin A, I'm depleted in, in vitamin D, yes. I take vitamin D. But what does the data say about this monospecies replacement? What I'm always concerned about is they're really data that our diet is contributing and all the things you said, the infections that are latent are contributing to the fall of the microbiome. We're low in these species and then we replace them. Is it really going to rectify the problem if you don't fix the reason why it's low in the first place?
1: I agree, yeah. We are this like uh, a Band-Aid society, Band-Aid medicine. I love Accomantia. I love the Pendulum products. They really work. I I know the founder, Colleen Cutledge, from earlier in her earlier startup, Whole Biome, and actually tried all their products. They're awesome. So I highly recommend them. We are a very Band-Aid kind of medicine, Mickey Mouse medicine society. We want an easy fix, easy pill, but there's no easy pill. We cannot fix 10, 20, 30, 50 years of damage in one pill, sadly. Even I love those and I love my probiotic, but it won't fix everybody. What we like to do is look at, it's like a house. If you're going to renovate a house, you got to look at where it is. Is this in Baton Rouge? Is it in NOLA, New Orleans? Is it flooded, right? Or is it in a great place? It's not built on sand. Is it built on solid foundation? And then how do you gut it? Are you going to take the kids and the dog first out? Are you going to take the asbestos out with without taking the family out, you gotta do everything safely. Gotta take the dog and the kids out before you start working on asbestos. So we have the same thing you don't, you're not gonna stage the house before you gut the house and get, you know, all your contractors in and get everything fixed and electrical and plumbing and hire the right people, roofing, there's stages. So we believe in the four, I believe in like offering four phases in our programs. And we have a group class as well as one-on-one group. Four phases is the best way to go about that. And we teach that to clinicians and clients, concierge doctors, functional doctors, because this is the best way. Micro, they are stealthy fuckers. They live within one another. So we can't get rid of one pathogen known as H. pylori. It's a known carcinogen, causes like gastric cancer and death and blah, blah, blah. But it's also good species of H. pylori. This is the duality of life, yin yang and good and bad. We devils and angels, and we need all of them. But it's the quantity, it's the balance, right? You know, is there bankruptcy? Is there liabilities? Is there assets that are building? Acrobancy is a great, I believe in the ABCs. The Studies show over and over, centenarians and healthy people have all the ABCs in the gut. So A is for Acrobancy, and B is for bifida. We make the biggest, highest potency strength of bifida that are safe and they belong in everybody. Babies have it all the way up to boomers and centenarians. And then C are the butyrate-producing clostridialis. We want to repopulate really safely and it depends on where they are. If you're renovating a house, you're not going to put a beautiful bathroom in the middle of the kitchen or the middle of the dining room. There's a place where they all belong. So Mm -hmm. we want them safely placed in the right places and the right amounts and then feed them, fuel them. They're they're like zoo animals. We have to feed them. They get really hungry. They're going to eat you. And then the thing about pathogens is that they live within one another. So H. pylori lives inside candida is what studies show. So we cannot eradicate them with triple... uh, I'm a pharmacist by training. Uh, You can't eradicate them with triple HP therapy, H. pylori eradication therapy. Those don't work. Studies show over and over. There's 90, 100% refraction rate they come back. H. polaria will come back. Why? Because it lives in candida. Each time we give an antibiotic, we are growing candida exponentially, but we don't have the testing that checks it out unless you do an organic acid test. I love GI map, but they don't pick up candida. By the time mm-hmm. they pick up candida, it's going crazy. It's everywhere. It's coming out all every pore, every vagina, every butt. Too late.
0: Yeah, you need organic acids for sure with it. You need organic acid. Yeah, NutriVal
1: organics. or I, I like the organic acid test from Great Plains. But we have a lower criteria because some people eat too clean. If they lick a strawberry, they would make the oat actually look really bad. But if they eat too clean or they're low sugar, you know, and very low carb, it's not going to, it won't flare, show up enough. And we don't need a lot. A little bit of candy, if it's the very toxic kind, it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. So there's something to consider when we look at testing. Testing only takes us so far as we understand the set and the setting, right? Yeah. So we can fix so many things. That is the beauty of functional medicine. That's why I love teaching it and I love being drawn in it. And I'm not into the band-aid medicine. We, I, I really push like looking at root issues. We're in a toxic soup. So many people have you know, heavy metal overload or they're living in really high EMF zones or they have their phone all night next to their head. All these things, they start to impact our systems and our microbes don't like it. Studies show over and over, high EMF they will turn on all kinds of Epstein Barr, viral overgrowth, Candida overgrowth, and even bacterial overgrowth. People don't eat organic glyphosate and other pesticides are shown to wipe out good soil protective bacteria and good bacteria yeast even, and it allows bad fungi mold overgrowth, bad you know pathogenic bacteria overgrowth. So if people aren't eating organic; they're hurting their system as well. But right. studies also show, like within seven days of eating organic a lot of residues are
0: gone and a healthier biome is. Yes, the and I love that you mentioned the EMFs. That is That data is really interesting. I'm just curious that so you as a modern woman and you work with computers all day and probably a cell phone, what are your yes. favorite ways to mitigate EMF? My TCM doctor, I love Dr. Uh, Jahan, he
1: told me that cactus can absorb some of that radiation. We also do rhodiola and we do different adaptogens with clients for their adrenal health so those are ways uh, apparently there's studies that show that they mitigate the radiation health radiation damage like whether someone's getting x-rays or pet whatever or it's like a smart meter or
0: emf in their
1: home like from Mm -hmm. a phone or router
0: yeah something to consider yeah that's interesting i hadn't heard that that cacti and rhodiola helped with that i'm gonna look into it yeah Something that you did uh, mention in some of the information that you shared with me before we scheduled is about estrogen detoxifying bugs. Can you talk a little bit about that? My ladies have been learning about their estrogen detox pathways, phase one and phase two, and some of them are really challenged in that area and would love to know more about how they can improve their microbiome to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everything you're doing, pushing phase one and
1: two is awesome. Calcium d and all the milk thistle and other support artichoke, those are incredible. Bacteria also are shown to help push good estrogen metabolism, actually. And when we see cancers and estrogen dominant type of cancers, guess what? There's a bankruptcy of these good bifidobacteria. So in our probiotic microbiome mojo and bifidomaximus, we have the species that are known to help support the liver detox and push good estrogen metabolism. Is it going to be enough? Probably not. But for longevity, these are very vital. They, when people eat norenginine or citrus extract, studies show that you need bacteria to turn these into the good cancer fighting metabolites. You need the good bifidolongum, is really one of the big ones. And then there's several others too. And we have seven species in our maximus and Bifuron is one of the highest strengths actually on the market in this brand. And it's shown to help push those kind of, that kind of metabolism and babies have it. They should be getting it from their moms, but sadly so many moms, there's a UCD, there's a researchers out in, at UC Davis in Berkeley, sorry, Davis here in California. And they have surveyed women and their breast milk and women are literally, they Bifidobacterial longum is ex- is just not present. Other studies show the breast milk biome is just full of like pathogens and yeast. So it's not good for the next generation. And literally, that's why we have cancer on the rise in children, right? This is the first time in human history where children in the Western world are dying before their parents or even grandparents, healthy grandparents.
0: Wow. It starts, yes, these-
1: the, it starts with the biome, but it's also the toxins that we are aware of, Yeah.
0: So many things and I know some women are listening and they're getting a little overwhelmed. <laughs> so just take a deep breath, take a deep breath and just there's lots that you can do. I always say ignorance is not bliss when it comes to your health. And unfortunately we've been le- living in a lot of ignorance because people just don't even know what they don't know. We've got lots here with Dr. Lu and on the podcast to help you along. Dr. Lu has programs where she helps people with this. I have them, there are lots of us so do not despair don't despair it's really
1: fun just learn i think it's really fun yeah
0: i did want to touch on the dietary effects on your microbiome how the paleo diet gaps scd aip diets might not be the best for your microbiome and then what to do about it can you talk a little bit about that yes
1: Ashley. these healing diets are necessary sometimes for short periods of time but the problem is they are lacking a lot of complex carbohydrates and even inulin FODMAP containing foods. So FODMAPs is about fructooligosaccharides and these short chain carbohydrate carbs. In some carbs, if they're um, prone like I am, I have Apo, some, okay, I don't wanna confuse your um, audience or anything, but I have something called e 2 E2, E2, E3 actually. And these are more agriculturally adapted. I, I need complex carbs to have good metabolism and health and hormones. So these diets can be really restricted because what happens is they may temporarily starve pathogens in the body, in the gut, and vagina, yeast, and bad bacteria like Klebsiella, Citrobacter. Don't worry about the names, but these are just bacteria. They love sugar, right? Evolutionary wise, for millennia, millions, and hundreds of millions of years, we didn't eat sugar. It didn't exist. It was man-made. It's a man-made product. These bacteria do not like our biome. Do not evolve with a lot of sugar, but in the modern day, some genetic types and our biome did adjust Bifido maximus, like our probiotic and microbiome Mojo. We have bifido here that take simple carbs and makes them into better things. Gold, actually, Com- you know, it's kind of compost. You, know, you put in compost and then you get this beautiful fertilizer for your garden. We live with good flora that have adapted to carbohydrates and even a little bit of sugar for festivals or celebrations every once in a while. But in this day and age, some people have, they're missing these carb digesting, you know, carb modifying bacteria, and they're eating a really high carb diet. So when they go lower carb, they feel better, but it's not forever. If they look a strawberry mm-hmm. or a eat healthy food with a balance of carb, good carbs in it and good fiber, like whole grains and other things, then they're going to spur on the growth or fl- pl- proliferation of these pathogenic bacteria and yeast. And they feel it, they get brain fog, they get body fat, they get bloating they may even have gut issues ibs reflux things like that but the root problem is still again the bankruptcy of the probiotics a lack of our our, our good bacteria that will lower and control and regulate back bad bacteria we don't we need probiotics sometimes we don't really need a lot for maintenance and just a standard dose uh, a couple times a week is what we find for our probiotics is what we need for maintenance until people get there but we also do high dose because just like poison, the dose of the poison is what makes whether it's lethal or not. Same with probiotics. The dose sometimes is what brings on the cure, the panacea.
0: So I know ladies listening are thinking, okay, what can I do today? I know they can probably relate to, oh, I went keto and I felt great and I lost you 15, 20 pounds, but then all of a sudden I plateaued and I didn't feel so great anymore. And I do (laughs) have a lick of strawberry every now and then or eat some sweets. And that seems to totally derail me and so they're wondering what is my what's the quickest short-term we're band-aid society but i hear i say the same thing all the time you can't just try to fix the symptom but what's the quickest what are some the strongest take action things that they can do to start yeah rebalancing so
1: so any kind of restricted diet you're gonna have consequences if you do it too long too hard that's just like natural law of physics kind of thing. And what I don't really promote them now because I saw so many people like they were vegan for too long and they were, became super infertile or they did a juice fast. They did lose 20 pounds, but when they got off it, they seemed to appear to lose all their ability to break down fruit. And then they gained not only the 20 pounds back, but 30, 40 pounds. How many times mm-hmm. have you heard that? And then same with keto as well. Like you can't be keto forever, especially if you're an ag, you know, adapted like I am. I'm agriculturally adapted. And keto is one of the worst things for my health and for women in general, it's not that great. So how do you do that? So you can use these to your advantage by cycling and then also making sure what are the limitations with the diet. So I've shared with you one is that they don't have a lot of fiber and the root issue is parasites and fungi and viral overgrowth. You can only starve pathogens for so long. You still want to get to the root issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I keto may starve yeast, but yeast are wily, stealthy little buggers. They will burrow burrow down to our bloodstream or glucose. And then it makes it even harder to get rid of them. That's my experience with clients. So the keto people end up having even harder, more resistant species of strains of things. And you got to keep that into keep that in mind. And I think a lot of the keto leaders are not are doing people a lot of disservice, not talking about the microbiome effects right and, and also when it's stressful keto is shown to increase adrenaline and cortisol so if you are not balancing your adrenal glands and you're doing like endurance training or hit or crossfit and you're stressed out or something or stressed out you're further imbalancing the adrenal so we do a lot of adrenal support that's a big thing to consider yeah second is fiber what fibers can you tolerate and if you can't, why not? Are you getting to the root issues of health? So they're simple fibers. You can eat them in diet, whole grains, or a perf- what we have on our website. is called Bionic Fiber. Just search. Uh, Bionic Fiber is amazing. It has some of the you know fiber that all of us should be able to tolerate, and it feeds all our ABCs, of course into clinical studies. So a little inulin, a little psyllium. For weight loss, if that's what people's goals are, it's to consider a little glucomannan. It comes from the konjac root. It's really like slimy, it's carby, but for fiber, it's carby for the bacteria, good bacteria, not for us. There's no calories related to it. It doesn't impact the blood sugars or anything like that. And we need that. For some people, it's also very filling. So you only need a little bit and make sure you drink plenty of fluids with it at least two glasses of water, but it will feed your microbiome and make you feel satiated and full. And it's been shown in clinical studies. Uh, It's one of the few fibers um, that's shown in clinical studies to improve our diabetes and metabolic syndrome and weight loss, fat loss, particularly fat loss. Yeah. What I tell people is 10,000 steps are your microbiome loves that. Some people who do keto, they find, oh, because they're tanking their freaking adrenal glands, they don't want to work out anymore. Whenever mm-hmm. you don't want to work out anymore, you're not doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And, if you and get these
1: are or you can't sleep, you're not doing the right thing. You're disrupting too many of the rhythms of your body. And you're going from fertility to F. And that's not a good thing for juicy vaginas.
0: And I love that you're highlighting. I hope everybody is really hearing this. I know you all want the band-aid fix. You're looking for the, what's the one diet that's gonna fix me forever? What's the one supplement I'm gonna take and it's gonna yeah. fix all my health problems. And listen to Dr. Liu correctly, there is none, right? And if you fall for those, they're gonna work for a short period of time, possibly. And then you're maybe causing worse problems in the end. So definitely check out her website. You definitely wanna check out her book, Seven Steps to Heal SIBO and SIFO. It's available on Amazon. You wanna check out her website and all the wonderful products that she has that she shared with you. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to share or how they can find out more and connect with you. Yeah, focus on some hormones and all the amazing solutions available and from you Dr. Karen.
1: I think every when you're looking at your health and putting yourself first, that is amazing and awesome. I had done that like 30, 40 years ago. So I really like hands off and deep bows to everyone who is putting their own, their
0: heart first and their health first. Yes, absolutely. And I'm just gonna end by sharing this quote that you uh, shared with me that I love, may your health and wealth be as marvelous as your microbiome. Um, That's for each one of you listening. Definitely check out Dr. Grace's information and products that she has available. And thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Dr. Grace for doing what you do and educating people and sharing uh, your brilliance with us today. Ah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve.